You are listening. You are listening. You are listening to. Do not to not elsewhere. Not elsewhere. 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 Classified. Welcome to Not Elsewhere Classified, a podcast about the medical coding, health information technology, and clinical documentation improvement community. I'm your host, Brian Kui. Hello and Happy New Year uh, to all of the Not Also Classified listeners. Uh, today is a solo episode. And if you guys listened to the last episode with Tony L. Holmes, uh, I was very, 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 very sick. Uh, so today's episode is a reflection of 2019. Now, this podcast has been going on since 2018. Yeah, 2018. And I've always meant to do a reflection of the year, uh, but I never get the chance to do it. So I wanted to do it last month. But last month was really bad since I got sick. Uh, I was on staycation. I'm doing running. I completed my first marathon. Uh, all of those things. And uh, this episode will include my professional journey, a bit of my, I guess, more fitness journey. I'll throw that in there. And also even more career journey. Everything. Everything's going to be in here uh, for this episode because... I'm not going to limit the podcast to just um, talking about coding, HIM. Really, the true purpose as I move forward with this podcast is about people, how they work, how they develop each other, how they challenge uh, themselves to doing, I guess, a little bit more in what their what their role is and what they plan to do. So that's pretty much the aim. So uh, today's podcast is going to be broken up into really three things uh, that has been, uh, I guess, developing in in my activity, in my schedules. (laughs) So uh, one of them, of course, is the podcast. Uh, The second one that has been evolving for sure is the speaking and we'll we'll talk into that and of course we'll talk about the the true origins uh, that led to this podcast is of course medical coding geek and medical coding geeks and all of that so let's start off with the podcast so of course we started off the podcast in 2018 now let me give you some numbers right uh so 2018 in terms of episodes In terms of episodes, 2017, I started in July and was able to crank out 17 episodes. (laughs) It's really crazy. Uh, I I really was ambitious in trying to do a twice a month podcast and got really ambitious at the end of that year and started cranking out four and I came to realize at the end of 2018 that that is a lot in terms of the time. And you've heard me talk about it in previous podcasts. It takes about eight hours or so, even more when you consider the marketing uh, to do an episode. So coming into 2018, right? So I started 2017. Let me correct that. 2017, 2018. 
the year prior, I did 14 episodes, uh, which was great. I spanned them out. I learned, hey, you know, I could do it twice a month and not go crazy. Uh, in 2018, it began the speaking, and I'll talk about that, and I'll give you those numbers. But in 2019, though, uh, a lot has happened last year. N- not to say it was a bad year. It was actually a very good year, and I'll, I'll show you again the numbers. But I only did nine episodes. For those nine episodes, it, it's it, in actuality, those nine little episodes are growing in terms of uh, its production value and and the people that are on there. And if you guys notice, I'm moving into a more of a live one-on-one interview format versus the phone. Now, the reason why I, I'm slowly getting, I don't want to say I want to remove the remote uh, conversations, but when I was with Leanne Tanette, uh in Gainesville, uh, a lot of I guess bulbs and my eyes were, you know, awakened to seeing that interviewing a person when you're trying to record a podcast is so much easier as opposed to the phone. Now, if of course, if you're trying to interview somebody for a position, I think it's so again it, it it applies. It's so much easier to interview a person who's right in front of you because immediately you can get the feedback as opposed to doing an interview over the phone where really you're just trying to get the personality off of their voice. So if for those that are, uh, if I had to give a tip for somebody who's doing a phone interview, have a good voice, have a dynamic voice, uh, lower it a bit, be a little bit of broadcasty type of voice and and kind of wow it that way. But when you're doing it face-to-face, again, you go back to our episode with, um, with Ann Barnaby from Project Resume. But again, when you're face-to-face, I think your ability to use your voice, but also to use your body language face-to-face uh, does it a lot better. But this translates well with the podcasting. So I am liking it, actually, because when I used to do the recordings... The editing was there was so much work to in there was so much work involved with it because uh, it's easy to chop it down and break it break it apart because there's a bit of a lag between me on the phone and on the microphone and other person on the other end on their phone and there's a lot of editing especially when you're talking about the silence so there's if you had to see my editing um, software. And the file that I have, there's a lot of chops and edits that I have to put together. Now, as opposed to that, when I'm doing it live, or if I'm doing a solo podcast just as this, as I'm doing right now, it is so much easier just to edit because I just put it out there. I may listen to it again a little bit, but there's not much work to it. All I have to do is just put it into the template that I have that has the intro song, and then, of course, I record it, intro and outro, and then you have the interview. So that is so much easier uh, to do, and I'm actually looking forward to it, which opens the door for me. to what I, When I first realized I created the podcast was I wanted to do, I guess, more of a variety in terms of location. I want somebody on the West Coast. I want somebody on the East Coast. I want somebody in the Midwest. I want somebody in the South, North, wherever. And I think that kind of went out the door because when I guess I have to look out for my interests is once I did Leanne Tanette's episode, my 
my interest peaked into doing live podcasts. I want to see the person and I want to interview the person. Now, this does a lot of things. And of course, I had to mention it. But the most important thing that it does for me is develop my interviewing skills. Now, keep in mind, I I have no journalism background. I have no communications background. For the past three years, I have learned to speak basically through this podcast. So trying to learn how to get rid of the ums and the ads and the, you know, kind of flipping around in terms of my speech, I, I, I notice it. So, but I leave it because when I listen to it, it is, okay, this is where I am or I was and this is where I'm going to go now. And then you see the progress and I want you to join in with me in the journey and trying to see me improve my speaking skills, which is a... Uh, Again, I see the uh, but it is a great uh, journey. It is a great challenge that I plan to take on. And I, again, I'm willing to share it. Uh, so I'm looking into local people. So again, I'm in Central Florida. But as mentioned in the last episode with Tony L. Holmes, is I'm noticing that Florida is somewhat of a hub in terms of uh, HIM coding activity in terms of the conferences. She brought up the fact that they're doing a lot of conferences here, which is which is which makes sense. Uh, but also, when you look at the uh, recruiting side, there's a lot of people in Tampa. But luckily, I'm in, I'm over there, so I'm planning to do a a couple episodes on the west coast of Florida. So that's in the works. But I'm also looking into other you know other people that who would love to share stories. Again, if you have a story. That even if it's not HIM coding related, uh, I want to hear it because I, I love for people to share stuff that are uh, more geared into who they are as a person and how it relates into their career. That is the goal of not else or classified. It's not a template where I talk about coding concepts. We have podcasts. You have webinars for that. That's not what I designed this for. I designed for uh, this podcast to be an interview with people in the community. And that's about it. So if you're looking for, I remember early, I remember early on when I started the podcast, uh, someone asked, is there CEUs involved? I said, no, this is, this is totally free. Uh, and you're not going to get a CEU. This, the, I guess the point is, is that it's not necessarily for us to uh, learn more about coding. Again, it's more about the people that are involved. So what are my goals, I guess, for 2020? I'm, gonna, again, kind of giving you a reflection of 2019. But, of course, this is already January. And I want to give you an idea of what is to come in 2020. So... When I first started the podcast, I had numbers and I figured, hey, look, if I do two episodes a month, that would be at least 24, uh, considering that uh, if there's nothing else in terms of uh, schedule, which, by the way, going back to 2019, uh, the reason why there was only nine episodes, uh, I, I I took a look at the the schedule list, of course, it was started great in January and February. It finished off with Dr. Zouane. Uh, and I think I took a little break and there was one episode in March or somewhere. But you have to consider from February to March or April, that's when the conferences came. And I'll talk about the speaking, but that's where I began to get into speaking uh 
opportunities, which kind of came out out of the blue. And I said, okay, why not? And that kind of added on. I had to adjust a little bit in terms of my schedule, but also what added on to, um, to 2019 was I had a project. So I always had a project to do uh, over the summer, summer, and that took a really long time uh, from June all the way through uh, September. And for sure, that had given me no time to do a podcast. But I did have some episodes that I, I just totally realized that I had that I could use. But again, to edit it down myself, again, I'm a one-man show, one-person show. And that didn't come out till what, October <laughs> or something like that. Uh, and then moving forward, we have new episodes and so forth. So in 2020, what I would like to do is go back to the format of doing uh, at least 20 episodes in 2020. Now, of course, it'll be a mix, again, of recorded uh, phone calls, which are great. Uh, but I also want to do solo, which I've done a few last year, and I want to continue those uh, in terms of stuff that I want to discuss. I really wanted to give you solo episodes on test-taking tips because we've had a couple people that uh, have passed their test or are trying to look into past their test. I've done that presentation for Fahima four years ago. It was uh, four years ago? Yeah, 2016. So that would be three years ago. And I, I always meant to take old presentations and turn them into solo episodes. And coming off of the conferences from last year, uh, I really wanted to talk about LinkedIn. So that was uh, another thing that I want to talk about, too. There's other stuff that I want to do in terms of solo episodes. And I think that's what I really want to do moving forward is just have an opportunity to, to speak on what's going on in the industry, giving an update on me. Uh, if that is interesting, <laughs> if, if not, that's okay. It's my podcast. I'm going to do it anyways, right? Uh, to give you kind of like a kind of like a palate cleanser. Okay, we've been listening to a bunch of uh, people in the industry. What's going on with Brian? And I usually uh, would do that. I used to do that in, with the Medical Coding Geeks group, and I would do a, a kind of a monthly live video session on what's going on with medical coding geek, etc., and stuff like that. We'll we'll talk about that later. So twenty episodes, twenty twenty. I want to do recorded uh, phone interviews. I want to do solo podcasts, and of course, I want to do the live. And that requires a bit of traveling since I'm in uh, Central Florida. Uh, it's probably going to be mostly in t- <laughs> in Tampa, probably on the East Coast. Again, I, I put this out there on LinkedIn. If you're in the Central Florida area, and I know you guys probably vacation over in, in Disney World, uh, Universal Studios, uh, I, I am more than willing to drive around that area, find a nice spot. I mean, we've had uh, the resorts uh, that she was at, uh, that Tony Elhomes was at, was at. We had the conference. And I think one of the one of the things that I'm learning is to try to control the background noise. So uh, I've already gotten feedback on Tony Elholm's uh, episode in terms of the kids talking in the background, uh, the the lawnmower <laughs> in the back. That kind of was a little bit of a turnoff, but unfortunately, that was something that was out of our control. 
uh, considering the situations and the uh, that we ha- I had to deal with in trying to set up the interview. So I do apologize for that. And but the thing is that when I of course we have a not also classified Facebook group, and I and you guys you guys can are more than welcome to join that in terms of discussion. And so I asked the group members, and they really couldn't notice uh, in terms of the feedback that I have received. It was only noticeable when I made it noticeable. In other words, I made mention of it. So when we did the Gainesville one with uh, Leanne Tanette, I kept on mentioning the people coming out, uh, maybe because I was trying to give you guys an understanding of what was going on around us. Uh, that was something that I wanted to do, but maybe something that I need to lay off at, you know, with, especially when we're looking at the one that was in Orlando uh, in the resort. So that's something I need to learn. It's a learning process. But again, I am taking you with with me on the journey and trying to learn how to uh, set up prime environments because in order to do a podcast and get a studio, it costs money. And of course, I don't have money. Uh, and I'm not asking you for money unless you want to give donations. <laughs> That's fine with me. But um, I have to do my podcast with what I have. And and if it requires a somewhat of a loud environment, I'm going to do it. It, uh, it, get, it really adds the character. Uh, and, of course, I try to do as many episodes as I can. Of course, there's episodes that you may or may not like. That's fine with me. So surprisingly, the podcast in 2018 uh, led to some great speaking events. So let me give you some numbers here, right? So in 2018, the first one that I did, uh, and I've been doing webinars, but I've never been asked to come to a AAPC meeting. Uh, I did one one. Um, speaking session for the Florida Health Information Management Association in 2016, but that was about it. 2017 was pretty quiet. 2018, I actually had four opportunities. Um, that was the May Mania over in um, May Mania over in uh, Cocoa Beach. There was Daytona, uh, AAPC. And then, I, of course, I, that year in 2018, because I always do Fahima every two years. So if you guys are listening, every two years, <laughs> unless you want to invite me back every year. But uh, I don't want you to uh, get bored of me. So I try to uh, come up with new material every two years. So I also spoke at Fahima in 2018 uh, and also was my first time speaking in Gainesville. So that's four. Uh, those are four great opportunities that I remember uh, in 2018 throughout the year. Now in 2019, last year, that speaking number went up to 12, <laughs> jumped up three times as much. I believe because of the uh, foundation that I've placed with the podcast and it really is again my portfolio and it is a pu- public portfolio that people are more than will more than willing to uh, go into and check for yourselves. Again, it's free, uh, and it's it's available for you to download. You can subscribe on all of the all of the podcast uh, platforms, and you could do it. I mean, it's all there. Uh, I may talk monetization later on down the line, but that's not in my mind right now. But. 12 speaking events in 2019. So could you imagine on top of everything else that I've had, 12 speaking events 
including some virtual. Uh, and one of the biggest things that happened for me in 2019 was my first national speaking opportunity. And for me, that's a big thing. And and I, I, I'm probably talking to some people in the audience that have done a lot of national conferences. But one of the things that I will probably get into when I invite Judy Cassidy over to speak uh, with me is when I do a speaking more on a national level, uh, it's, I don't want to do anything in terms of the industry. If you, if, if that, if that makes sense, I don't want to talk about really CDI. I don't want to talk about coding. I really want to talk about how I can make people better uh, professionals based upon what I've have dealt with. Now it's not perfect, but of course I, I I'm just, I just want to be that person to share and to have that platform to share. I am totally grateful. So uh, the ACDIS uh, conference was that first opportunity, of course, with Brian Murphy and the team. Um, again, thank you for having that. And uh, what I'm very proud of, and I'll, I'll talk about it with Judy is uh, in that, session we were talking about physician engagement how to connect with your physicians well guess what uh acdis is working on or they're planning to uh come out with uh i guess a series or a white paper or you know somewhat of an initiative and a campaign to talk about physician engagement which is great so i i'm very happy that uh i was at least a part of it uh to spark that uh that initiative so that was my first national speaking gig. So I was very proud of that. I was, you know, kind of considered. Now I can consider myself a national speaker <laughs> with, with one session underneath my belt. That's great, right? Um, and of course, I got invited to. Let me let me give you some of the um, the chapters and all of the organizations. Uh, let's see, San Diego. Uh, I had the Greater uh, Orlando area. Uh, let's see, Fort Myers. Uh, I had also Glenn Krause invite me to, with his podcast, Core CDI. Uh, let's see, Allentown, Pennsylvania. I had Portland, Maine, Naples, Naples, Florida. I get I, I got invited again to again to with to Gainesville, uh, North Central AAPC. Uh, Ronnie Knight uh, with RCM. Uh, invited me to speak as well. Again, I got invited again back to Fort Myers. So I did Fort Myers twice uh, last year. And then I think I finished off with La Porte, Pasadena. I believe that's in Texas, right? Uh, I finished that off. So that's 12. <laughs> so on top of that, I, you can see why there was only nine episodes. So moving forward, I think, you know, trying to balance it all, trying to deal with the podcast and trying to gain the speaking in engagements, which are coming and, you know, which are slowly, I guess I'm slowly getting booked for the year. I've already gotten February, gotten a couple in April. Uh, you have already heard that Orlando wanted me to go in there. Uh, I think I got invited somewhere up in the north, east, midwest, uh, to do a, a co-speaking engagement there, uh, I got in. I got accepted to do a uh, health con, which is a, again in uh, in Orlando. So I'll be doing that with uh, Jeff White. Um, I got. Oh, I forgot to mention that I for, I got invited to uh, be the closing keynote speaker. 
at least as a start. So I've moved from national speaker to keynote speaker. It's not in the beginning. I may work myself up to that, but I, I always, I've always found that when I've done the speaking engagements, they've always placed me last. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess that's the trend for me is I've always been placed last. But last year uh, in the Gainesville Coding Fiesta, I was actually placed first. But if you ask me, you know, I think the last is the best because it gives you the opportunity to do a lot of things. And I'll talk about that once I get Judy. And I'm trying to save that information, but I don't want to uh, let that out. So we have, yeah, and. Uh, keynote speaking and then i'm sure there's a lot more so again uh if your calendars are available for me again just reach out to me uh, i plan to do a lot of um, speaking engagements on professional cdi whatever you need me to do uh just reach out to me now in terms of medical coding geek uh it's become more on a uh, I guess it's become an entity on its own so if you go back, for those that are just listening, go back to the introduction. It's so interesting to listen to the uh, progression of what I've done with Medical Coding Geek. Medical Coding Geek started as a tutoring gig, became a Facebook group, community, and really, I, I there's not much for me to do with that. Uh, again, Medical Coding Geeks is about 9,000 96 96 yeah 96,000 members plus uh, I've also added an HIM group called the RHIT and RHIA support group that's about 3,000 members I have a CDI group the CDI network which is about 1,500 members so you're talking about maybe 14,000 members online uh, for groups that I have started at least five years ago I think uh, it's been a, not four years ago sorry and Really, the the community has kind of grew on its own. Uh, it's I've always said it's always become its own beast, and I I love the conversations that go in there. I make sure it's a conversation that it's not where you seek an answer and, and seek you know you ask a question you seek a, an immediate answer. I try to moderate that in where it's more of a conversation, a learning environment, a guiding opportunity, a mentoring opportunity. So if you're looking to go into great conversations, of course, you can go to any of our Facebook groups. Uh, you can go to medicalcodinggeek.com for that. Um, the Medical Coding Geek Facebook page. So what's going on with the social media brand? There's nothing really going on with the with the Medical Coding Geek brand. Uh it's become an opportunity really just for me to find something uh, in terms of a meme and code it. So I have not been doing a lot of that lately, of course, because of the podcast, because of the um, because of the speaking engagements. But if I of course, if I find something that is interesting, that is worth talking about, I will you know get the video. I will code it. I will post it. It, it does. It does a lot of things. But one of the things in terms of the future that I would like to do, uh, that I've seen other people do, is get the social media brand and come out with, come out. I guess with swag. I guess with like, you know clothing line, etc. I've kind of dabbled in it earlier on. <laughs> the the early uh, design for the T-shirts. Oh my gosh! I'm looking. You know, I look back at it now. 
Um, and it's just, I, I kind of shake my head. I'm like, what was I thinking? And, and if you ask me, I'm, I'm more than willing to share. If I'm trying to create a, um, an opportunity to sell apparel or something like that, uh, it would really be geared for people that are coders. And what are, what are the, um, what is the, I guess, observations as a coder you work from home uh you're not really dressed in a uniform uh and i not to really knock off of anybody who's creating coding shirts but the question that i have always asked in the coding shirts is would you wear that in public (laughs) you know and i I see a lot of these template cookie cutter template t-shirts not to knock on them but you, know, you could tell that they just added uh, a template that is used for another profession or whatever, and they just added medical coder, and, and you could see everybody light up and love it. But really, the question is, are you going to wear that in public? And that's the question that I ask myself, is if I created something, I already have something in mind. Very simple. And but the question is, would you wear it? And where would you wear it? Would you wear it at home? Would you even go out and wear it in public? So that is my goal, is to create something that I think really hits home, that you could wear at home. And if you decide to go out, you could wear it. But it also looks cool. It doesn't look, you know, I got to choose my words wisely. Is You don't, you, you want to be proud to wear it out in the community. Because I think when you, when I create this shirt or whatever, you know, saying uh, it should spark a conversation like, oh, what does that mean? Oh, OK, well, you know, and then it gets into more. You know, it should be an icebreaker. And that's what I really want to do. All right. So that is Medical Coding Geeks. I've already talked about the podcast. I've already talked about speaking. So that is the uh, plan uh, in terms of for me, uh, if you guys have followed me on LinkedIn, I've been posting Aside from the speaking stuff, uh, I've been doing a lot of training, uh, a lot of running since last January, and um, which is the reason why I'm, I'm recording this podcast is because this week I'll be doing what's called the Dopey. If you guys listen to um, uh, Jessica, uh, her episode, uh, and... I think she's, I forgot what episode number it is, but anyways, you'll see it there. She's also trained for the dopey. Uh, She's actually undergone surgeries for scoliosis, uh, scoliosis correction. Uh, She's the one that um, failed her test, I believe, seven times or CPC exam seven times and, you know, and passed. Uh, She's actually in Orlando now. Uh, I plan to meet her uh, during the races. And I, in terms of the dopey, you're talking about uh, a 5K, which is three miles on Thursday, this coming Thursday. Uh, I have a six mile on Friday. I have a 13.1 mile on Saturday and then a 26.2 mile race, the full marathon on Sunday. Uh, So that is the plan. I actually finished my first marathon early in December. And the problem is that when you train for all this, which, by the way, is the story that's going to go into the keynote uh, in July. uh, There's a lot of things that 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 in my time of running (laughs) and I remember when I posted the running um, 
the post on LinkedIn, people were saying, how could you go through all of that? And it can be boring. But I think when you run or you find something that's monotonous, even when you're doing stuff and you're coding, you you are good at it. But then it opens a line of thought. And I've been doing a lot of thinking. Yes, of the speaking gigs. Yes, of the podcast. Uh, yes, of my career. Uh, and a lot of training. So it gives me an opportunity to meditate as I'm running. So I've been doing a lot of that. Uh, and But the thing is that when I did my first uh, marathon in December, right after that, I think I kind of lost it. Like, you know, it's like I've, I've reached the goal and and um, there's not much for me to do. Uh, so I am faced with what else, you know, what is the next challenge? Uh, and right now is the next challenge is doing that dopey challenge, the three mile or six mile or 13 mile, 26 miles. I think it's 48.3 miles in about four days. So once I'm done with that, I'm kind of faced with what do I do next? And that is the question in terms of your personal uh, journey is once you reach achieve something in your career, in your fitness level, whatever health, what do you do next? And I'm going to leave that off with you uh, for this podcast. So uh, lots to talk about again, solo episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening and I'll catch you guys later. geek.com